welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Morning, Jude. What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, when Miss Sarah said, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the West Coast, so 
She said, how about 7 a.m. East, you know, Pacific Standard Time? And I said, I am there. This West Coast woman is there with Nate. It's always a pleasure to be in conversation with you. We love the guests that we do. And, you know, Sarah mentioned, Nate, that we had a chemistry. And that's really great when you find that with each other. So I'm very grateful to you and grateful for this day and ready to rock with this new show, new time. And we, we appreciate all the mods for being here and Sarah and and Glenn, and thanks for entering our segment today, Sarah. And I know that Nate's got a great guest lined up for us. Where are you, Nate? What part of the world are we talking to you? I'm coming to you live from Salt Lake City, Utah. I was in a business mastermind all day yesterday, and I'll talk about that uh, later on the social media show. But uh, today we do have a special guest, really brief. Uh, Jude and I will reintroduce ourselves after we talk to my friend Paul Blanchard. And uh, But today is uh, the first live with Jude and Nate. We've done interviews, you know, in the social media show. But uh, like uh, Sarah said, we're going to be doing these on, and Jude, we're going to be doing these on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right now. And uh, today we go back to when the social media show all started. We brought in a, a, a Paul Blanchard, who's here with us today, and uh, we're going to ask him a couple of questions. And he's he only has 30 minutes to be with us today. So instead of introducing myself, instead of introducing Jude Jernan, we're going to do that after we talk to Paul. But uh, welcome to Live with Jude and Nate, where we're going to bring you some thought leaders, some business leaders, some people that are world changers, that are moving the needle, that are leaving an impact and leaving the world a better place. I, I don't know why I said leaving the world, but you know what I mean? When they when they doing things to make the world a better place. And so today I want to introduce you guys to Paul Blanchard. And uh, Paul has worked with the Ogmandino organization for several years. He's the founder and owner of an organization called the Habit Finder. The Habit Finder, did I get that right, Paul? Just Habit Finder. The, yeah, just Habit Finder. It didn't sound right to say the Habit Finder. <laughs> but Paul, we're going to dive right into this because you only have so much time. And I'm going to ask you about, you know, working with the Augmentino organization. We used to have some epic conversations over in the social media show about the greatest salesman in the world. And I know you've structured Habit Finder around, uh, you know, the greatest salesman in the world and some principles. But introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. I know you have a family. Quickly introduce yourself. Then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before we get into some discussions about Augmentino and Habit Finder. Absolutely. Uh, married to the love of my life. She's smoking hot. Amazing. I've got three amazing daughters um, that are 14, 10, and uh, eight years old. Uh, I have uh, been associated with the official Augmandino company since it was founded in 2000 to carry Augmandino's legacy into the 21st century and beyond. And I spend most of my time coaching, which is why I have a short time this morning. Um, I don't, I, I speak when I, uh, choose to, uh, but spend most of my time one-on-one -on -one or with, uh, you know, fairly decent sized masterminds every day for about eight to 10 hours a day, Monday to Thursday. Um, and so I'm excited to be here and share anything that I can that would serve the audience. Paul, uh, man, I look forward to talking about the Augmentino organization, what that means to you. But first you you consider yourself a pattern disruptor. What is that? How are you a pattern disruptor? Great question. Um, so that that took a while to kind of get some words to. It, it didn't really start for me as something cute to say. It was more in retrospect and looking at, at my career, my coaching, my my approach. At, at six years old, the brain is 95% developed. And I believe that the, the best skill set you can develop after six years old is to un- learn the brain is everything about what we do the the habit finder assessment there is no 
assessment out there that even gets close to measuring neurologically what the what the habit finder does short of an fmri and long-term studies of your brain and i would challenge anybody on that um and uh, it has given us unprecedented access to hundreds of thousands of people's brain patterns and to apply that into business coaching and sales coaching and relationship coaching has been extraordinary but here's here's an important thing for people to know personal development is not a philosophical game it is a biological game and if you don't understand the rules of your biology then you're going to be epically frustrated you're going to be what i see so often in the 21st century where everyone wants to talk about getting off the hamster wheel but because of technology because of persona and and reach and messaging what's actually happened more than people realize is People are not getting off the hamster wheel at an epic rate these days. It's not like we're any more enlightened in 2022 than we were 20, 40, 50 years ago. What has happened is based on social media and other platforms, people have found that they can learn to run on their own hamster wheel so impressively that other people will pay them to teach them how to run on their hamster wheel that way. But we're still on the hamster wheel because the, the brain is like the iCloud. It has unlimited room for conceptual storage. I can grab onto concepts all day long. Most commonly in this industry, they're referred to as ahas or breakthroughs. And your brain just loves these in emotional and, and psychological consideration. But there is a very finite hard drive in your brain for true integration. And that requires defragging. That requires unlearning. And a great psychologist once said the challenge with learning new truth is that old truth has to die and we underestimate the pain of that process. And that's pattern disruption. It is, it is taking hardened clay, if you will, and warming it back up. It is shaking things up. It is creating intentional disorientation, not just chaotic disorientation, to be able to then reframe of the smallest margins to be able to create a, a massive difference in one person's life. trying to save that clip uh paul that was powerful and that kind of leads me into i have two more questions and i'm gonna let jude kind of uh jump in and, and ask a question one kind of flows along with exactly what you just talked about being a pattern disruptor and i know you, you have a quote on your facebook page and your profile that it's important that we change our thoughts change our thoughts and we can change our life so i was going to ask you how do we do that you've kind of answered and so this will kind of go into my my next question how do we change our thoughts so that we can change our life how do we do that and what do you do at habit finder mm. great i love the question it is a, it is at the core of of what we're focused on at the augmentino group and, and habit finder in particular uh the the first piece is obviously a, a no-brainer it's it's awareness but there's a fundamental challenge we the, the objective, we we'll want to look a little deeper into the subtext, is not necessarily to change our thoughts. Our thoughts are sporadic. They're all over the place. They're chaotic. We are incredibly complex organisms, and there's a lot going on in our brains. And there's a lot more than just the singular consciousness we think that we are. We could get into internal family systems. We could get into all kinds of concepts about the fact that your brain is as diverse as the earth in terms of all the different parts that have different agendas, different motives. And so we're not changing the thoughts. We want to change the aggregate patterns. We want to change, like, if you looked at your brain as a committee, what are the choices that they're all voting for that are not serving your life so that you can start to sway the votes 
to go the other direction because you don't need all of them. You just need the majority, just like politics. And we want to find awareness to do this. But ultimately, Nate, and my primary job at the at, at Habit Finder is to develop the programs and to do the coaching. No one gets to be in a leadership position in my company that is not coaching, that is not feet on the ground, uh, finger on the pulse of humanity. And the ultimate objective is this, and I think this alone could serve, uh, I hope, serve somebody this morning. And that is that the ultimate objective is to become the very best version of yourself. But all that is, is who you are right now with less judgment. You want to make more money? Be who you are right now with less judgment. You want to get in better physical condition. And get back to your goal weight and not be and not have it be so stressful and difficult to stay there. Less judgment. You want deeper relationships with your loved ones. Less judgment. You want dominant alliances in business. Less judgment. The the tactical, the procedural, the the strategy so important, but all of them are robbed of their essence and their traction and their power by the way we view ourselves and the way we talk to ourselves. So I'm not saying no judgment. Exposure therapy is a phenomenally proven, uh, actually proven therapeutic process. You can't learn to swim on dry land, essentially. So judgment is, is, is a tremendously helpful thing, but a lot of us are viewing it as a sickness, not as a signal, and we'll want to reduce it till it gets to a manageable level that it can become signals rather than sicknesses. And if any of you have felt like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't feel like I have the right opportunities. I don't know the right people. You shift that and everything changes. It's like seeing your first avocado looking at an avocado tree. I'm from California. And if you've ever done that, you first look at an avocado tree and you can't see any because they're the exact same color as the leaves and the leaves are thick. But as soon as your eye locks onto one, they all suddenly appear. And as soon as you start to reduce judgment and suddenly you see one productive thing, one opportunity, one person that you didn't, you didn't see as accurately before, suddenly you see so many more in your life without even having to change your tactical direction. And one of the primary requirements of being able to grow and actually get off that hamster wheel is to become a good steward first, then expand your territory. Wow, powerful stuff. Um, I love what you're doing. Jude, I'm gonna let you, before, uh, Paul, before I ask you about the Augmentino organization and exactly how Habit Finder is integrated, and uh, uh, actually, first of all, if we wanna introduce anybody in the room, if you haven't heard of the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, it was the first book that really transformed my way of thinking about sales, preparing my mind for sales, preparing my thoughts to be uh, successful at sales when I was a door-to-door -door book salesman in college. But before I get into that discussion, Jude, do you have anything on your heart, mind? Uh, uh, Paul, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Jude Jernan. She's the founder of Kobe. Uh, they, she works with entrepreneurs and business owners just to, to help them move in the right direction. And uh, she's interviewed, you know, powerful guests in her time. She's interviewed, man, uh, Phil, Phil Jackson, Oprah Winfrey. She's it's just so many people. She's been a news reporter in, in, in uh, L.A. But I want to introduce you to Jude. And uh, Jude, do you have anything on your heart and mind that you'd like to ask uh, Paul? I sure do. Thank you. Hi, Paul. So nice to meet you. This is our first time to have a chance to chat a bit. So thanks for being with us today on our on our maiden open show here. One, <laughs> Likewise. Uh, live with Jude. Hey, you know, we Nate just mentioned Kobe collaboration of brilliant entrepreneurs, and we start the whole program about habits. And and you probably are familiar with the quote from Aristotle: "We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit." 
I don't know how you feel about that, but I would love to hear your thoughts on how we tie habit. And, and this is the first time I heard about the habit finder too, by the way, and I know you have an assessment, which maybe we can get into a bit too. But, but what do you think is the essence in the short time that we have that, that helps people to, to make those habit shifts because most of us do have habits that we, you know, we start out New Year's, we don't want to do this anymore, we want to do more of that. What, what is that main shift, if you could answer it, and, and I know in a short period, and maybe there's not a short answer. <laughs> there's, there, I'm, I'm, I will do my very best to provide a, a short response, but you're certainly right, as, as I know you're very well aware of when you get into working with habits, you're playing a long-term game, and the, the discussion would hopefully be an ongoing one. Uh, but primarily, I, I agree with Aristotle entirely. The, the challenge is a lot of us look at habits on a very superficial level. We look at our behaviors. Uh, we look at our, our desires, what we want. There are a few things as frustrating in life as to plan your day and your priorities around what you think you want. There's a whole process to being able to dilute that down into something that you can actually consistently achieve. But as we start to consider habits, there's there's three dimensions. There's our behavioral habits. It's what we do, what we don't do. Those are outcomes of something far further up the stream. We, next, people will start to delve into emotional habits, which is where personality comes out. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's, Dispenza's simplicity in saying personality is simply the emotions we've memorized. You're not right-handed because you were disposed to be right-handed. You're right-handed because you've used it a lot more than your left hand because your parents used their right hand and so on and so on. Same thing with personality. It's just showing where the muscles have been more developed in your emotional stamina. But at the headwater, at the source, is our neurological patterns, our, our habits of thinking. And those are what are required to be able to create sustained shift, to be able to allow what you do to be a natural expression of who you are. And that's a, a difficult playground to get to, let alone to have the compassion, the patience and curiosity for oneself to actually be able to stay there long enough to create even the smallest of shifts that in this space, when you're dealing with thinking habits, it has a Doppler effect into the emotional stamina, has a Doppler effect, a ripple effect into the behavioral habits where uh, the phrase, a small hinge, will swing a big gate when you get to this place, when you can shift how you think about something, not necessarily what you think about something, then it, is, it opens up the opportunity for the arenas to exercise better emotional stamina. And it takes the existing arenas that we're all inevitably a part of in our behavior, because we've got to live life, we've got to do something that we can find an incredible new vitality and the sustaining power of the thinking habits becoming an expression of the behaviors, an expression of the actions, rather than trying to do the actions long enough to tolerate the noise in our head, hoping that somehow we'll be able to arm wrestle our neurology into submission, and it doesn't sleep. So we lose that battle every time. Paul, that's, you did a great job wrapping that up for us because, or wrapping a bow around that, because um, it's, it is habits, you know, I, I'm with, I never met Aristotle, but I sure read a lot about his work and, and habits. And there've been a lot of books in recent years. I, I interviewed, met uh, Charles Duhigg, he did, wrote The Power of Habits. So much is based on habits. And you mentioned that small shift that can make a big difference. Could you give us an example of a small shift 
that makes a big difference. And I know that that's, we're all individuals, so we all have different habits that we need, that we're, we're working on, but that, that small shift that, that you've had experience with that can make such a big difference. Mm, absolutely. Um, I'd love to give a, a, a macro perspective and then I'll give a very finite practical shift if that would be okay. Um, Perfect. On a macro perspective, scientifically, you're welcome. On a neurological level, there is a 1% difference between the neurology of a primate and the neurology of a human being. Think about that for a second. A wow, 1% yeah. <laughs> difference is the difference between clapping because this primate was just able to order blocks based on their color and like, yay, that's amazing. Congratulations. A 1% difference is being able to order the colors of blocks and being able to create life-saving technology and send people into space. Like that's, that's insane. Wow. A 1% difference to be able to do that. So hopefully we can take away from that, that like one of the biggest issues is we're trying to change too much. And the number one cause of doing too little is trying to do too much. And, and so we're looking for these small shifts. And here's one that I would love for as many people to try and practice as possible. And it's hard to do. And that is when we recognize what we would consider a bad behavior or an unproductive behavior or an obstacled behavior. As soon as we recognize it, I want you to celebrate as if you're at that a restaurant, you, you hope they never find out it's your birthday. Like I want you to be like obnoxiously celebratory and excited that you recognize that behavior because the typical shift, the typical approach to that is to go, oh, to go, you idiot, to use a negative reinforcement and the brain loves to work on the rebound of contrast. You know, a most common example is, Jude, don't think about bananas. And, and of course, that's immediately what's going to pop into our heads. As soon as we recognize something we want to stop doing, we beat ourselves, we grind it into us versus create something light and fun because, well, we've been taught in society that if we, if we treat heavy topics light that we won't take them seriously. Well, no, we don't want to take ourselves seriously. We want to take ourselves to something better. And so let's get an opportunity to recognize that and go, yes, huh, awesome. Like, I'm serious. You should be uh, borderline embarrassed of the way you're going to celebrate with yourself in recognition of behavior or patterns that have not served you and watch the, the, the reserves of energy that come pouring out over the next hour over the next few days that you didn't realize were possible when you actually encourage yourself to improve rather than beat yourself up to improve. My, my father, who is the founder of the company that I am so honored to be able to run today, um, who was asked by Betty Mandino, Og Mandino's widow, to carry on his, his legacy, um, always says that if, if I talk to you the way you talk to you, would we still be friends? And it's time to really start taking this seriously, taking this uh, thoughtfully, I should say, taking this I patiently. I, I love this, Paul, and I didn't know about that 1%. That just blew me away, as I'm sure to everyone else listening to this who hasn't heard this before. And I want to turn this back over to Nate because he's got some questions about Augmentino. And I had the opportunity, I was just getting in the speaking industry to hear him speak just once. So, but before, I, but before Nate uh, talks with you about Og and the, and the foundation, I know you're the steward of this. And so in, with, along with your dad, 
the, the, what I loved about what you just said it's so much is that, you know, we all talk a lot about self-talk and coaches do self-talk and self-awareness, but most of the time self-awareness has a negative. Uh, and, and I've said this before, if you and I were driving down the freeway out here in LA and you made a mistake and missed the off ramp, I wouldn't say, oh, Paul, that's so stupid. How did hmm. you do that? But I might say that to myself, right? You might say to you, how did I ever do that? You know, rather than being aware that I recognize this in myself and, and making it a positive rather than a negative. And I feel that we probably all grow with more with positives than we do negatives. So yes. uh, I, I just really loved your answer to this and in the conversation. And I do want to have Nate jump back in. Nate, are you with us right now to jump back in? I know you want to talk about odd. Yeah, I'm soaking this up. And I know, Paul, you only have a few minutes left. I do, I do want to let the, the listeners know whether you're listening live or on the replay, we have a link. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day at the top to habitfinder.com you can find out uh, over there how to get a you know your own habit assessment and uh, and just tap in and actually put practical use take actual steps to what we're talking about today but paul this flows in what you and jude just talked about flows into what what i want to spend the next few minutes and we're talking about ways that we can change our thoughts we're talking about ways that we can change our habits and jude said you know hey give it give us an example of a small shift how has the book the greatest salesman in the world impacted you should people listening right now add it to their bookshelf read the book and how can they change their thoughts and change their uh, shift the direction of their life by reading the greatest salesman in the world and implementing these strategies this is a loaded question this is several questions but it all ties in but just talk about the greatest salesman in the world what it means to you and the habit finder organization and whether or not people should read this book mm. Phenomenal question. And obviously acknowledging my epic bias um, as being the official Augmentino company, having Betty on our board of directors and, and all the things, I felt a lot of these ways before this company was even founded in 2000 when I read The Greatest Sales in the World, I believe for the first time in 1998. Um, it was probably one of the first books I read cover to cover, which isn't saying a lot. It's only 108, 109 pages. Um, but other than canonized scripture, I believe it is one of the most inspired pieces of literature in the history of the world. Um, and if you haven't read it, please grab it, listen to it, read it, however you consume it. And I want you to do me a favor. When you get to the end of scroll 10, because right in the middle of the book, it's not about sales tactically. It's just that's the title because Hafid in the book wants to become the greatest salesman in the world. And so he goes and seeks out who is considered at the time, Pathros, the greatest salesman in the world and says, please teach me. Um, and, uh, and then we get revealed these scrolls that are the reason Pathros has, has become the most successful and, and, uh, and wealthy man in the world. And when you finish these 10 scrolls, I want you to stop for just a moment and realize that Og wrote all of them in one night. He wrote the first part of the story, then he wrote the last part of the story and then got log jammed because he realized he had just set himself up for the delivery of what he said in the story. And it's, it's a fictional story, but, but said in the story was going to be the distilled wisdom of the ages. 
just as grapes are crushed to create fine wine, so the knowledge has been crushed and distilled to create the secrets of success found in these scrolls. And kind of has a, you know, an oh moment, realizing, wow, I just kind of set myself up for a little bit more than I can chew. And Og passed in 96, but he said several times that he didn't write the scrolls. He took dictation. He went in his den one night after several weeks uh, past his deadline, frustration, stress, pulled out a selectric typewriter and just started writing and came out the next morning, set the manuscript on the counter in front of Betty and said, it's done. Um, and other than a few edits to scroll two, because Og talks about a very high level of love in scroll two and Betty asked him to simplify it, to not confuse people. Um, that uh yeah, that was it and it's an unbelievable work and and it's it's everything it is it is written in the language of the intrinsic which means on a neurological level it has what's called density focus you read it and the words are constructed in a way that they will reach the unconscious mind through the repetition and through the value of the words and the value being intrinsic means they have an infinite number of applications and an infinite number of references meaning it will meet anyone where they are whatever you're going through in life whatever you're experiencing you can read these scrolls and you will find things that other people won't because of the infinite numbers of way to take them to have these words these affirmations these insights these principles these practices meet you where you are and that's where we started as a company in 2000 and we decided to start packaging programs and coaching around the 10 scrolls. And we did a whopping $56,000 in two years, which is not a sustainable uh, rate of profit. And we stepped back and realized, what are we missing? There's something available today that is going to unlock this the way that Og unlocked the mind to think about habits unlike anyone had ever considered uh, 60 years ago. Um, and so getting the opportunity to realize that measurement was key led us to take the Ogmandino legacy and go, how do we measure what Og was talking about 60 years ago that neuro neuroscience hadn't even begun to touch upon until the last two decades of this other mind that makes us act in ways we do not comprehend, that creates our dreams and never sleeps, but threatens to mark out a path that will imprison our future. What an, an amazingly poetic but scientifically accurate way to describe the brain patterns, the unconscious patterns that we develop through our lives. And we wanted to find a way to measure it. And because we're out of time, I can't tell you all the incredible details of how that happened um, and the science that was created. Um, even the, the actual science would is a mouthful just to say out loud that allows us to be able to objectively and accurately measure someone's thought patterns in 10 minutes or less online without asking you any questions and without a way for you to be able to manipulate it. Um, so it's uh, it's really come to a head of these incredible scrolls that are affirmation to the measurement and the awareness that the Habit Finder creates, and then the experience we've had over the last 22 years with over 300,000 entrepreneurs and business leaders. And if you haven't heard of us, that's that, that's we didn't, that we weren't doing that on purpose. We've just been a lot busier coaching than marketing. And we've, we've got a, a, a massive coaching company that's 99.9% .9 referral. So we're, we're just starting to have teams that delve into social media and marketing. So please be patient with us because we don't want to restrict people's access to this, but we certainly aren't looking to spread ourselves thinner than we can make an incredible impact. So um, it's been an honor to be on here with you this morning.
Nate, Jude, so lovely to get to meet you on here. And I look forward to connecting as well. I have got to jump on with my first client this morning and uh, I hope to get a chance to come back. Paul. Yeah, Paul, we'll have you back soon. Uh, let's, let's get on the phone and catch up. It's been a while. Thank you. I know you got to jump on with your client. And uh, man, Paul. we appreciate you being here. Uh, man. Hey, depending on when you head yes. back, forget, uh, forget the phone. Come give me a hug. You're like 15 minutes away from me. Where, where are I, you? I'm in Bountiful. I'm just north of you. Just north of Salt Lake? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's line it up. I'll be here for uh, today and tomorrow. Perfect. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right, man. Paul, Thanks, so Paul. nice to meet you. Thanks. And we're going to have to invite you back. There's so much to learn. And uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a DM as well. I can't come over there and, and hug you or anything else. But uh, I'm so happy we had to meet. And, and everybody, I'm sure, would love to hear you come back again. So thank you, Paul. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate you. So, guys, uh, my name is Nate Forrest. If you just joined the room the last few minutes, we were talking with Paul Blanchard. He's the owner and founder of uh, Habit Finder. And as well as the steward of the Ogmandino organization, he's worked with Ogmandino's wife, who's still living. And of course, Ogmandino is going on, uh, you know, passed away years ago. And but Ogmandino wrote a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And uh, Paul heard me talking about this book here in the Breakfast of Champions room a year ago in January. And so we had Paul Blanchard come on the social media show, our very first episode, and brought him back each Monday for several weeks. And uh, we discussed, we talked about the greatest salesman in the world. And if I was to ever just discuss one book, it would be the greatest salesman in the world. And we didn't really get time to go deep into it like we used to on the social media show. But I encourage you to grab a copy of the greatest salesman in the world, you know, whether you listen to the Audible or read the book. And uh, 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 Paul brought up an interesting perspective about this book and is the fact that it's, uh, you know, applicable to any, anything you're doing, where you're at right now. And I don't want to change the title for Ogmandino. I don't want to disrespect the book that way. But as a thought, you could you could use these principles and it could be become the greatest business owner in the world, the greatest entrepreneur in the world, the greatest teacher in the world, the greatest dad, the greatest mom, the greatest friend in the world. And I think that's the point that Paul, you know, drove home is this is a uh, universal. These principles can help you become the best at where you're at right now. Or maybe it's something new. Maybe you want to become a runner. And, uh, you know, I, I started a group called challenge100.club because one thing that changed my life in my mid thirties is I made a simple decision. It's a tough decision for some, it, it wasn't the easiest decision for me, but I made the decision to run. And so, uh, I made the decision to run and, and using these principles in the greatest salesman in the world, the scroll marked one today, I begin a new life. So if you, if you need to make a new, new decision, if you want to reach a goal, in life, you want to take your business to the next level. You want to become a better husband, father, friend, brother, uncle, whatever. You want to become a better entrepreneur. Make the decision today that you begin a new life starting right now. And the greatest salesman talks about, you know, shedding the old, you know, uh, today you'll pluck the grapes of wisdom from the tallest and fullest vines in the vineyard for they were planted by the wisest in my profession who have come before me generations upon generations. Make the decision to savor the taste of grapes from these vines, and verily I will swallow the seed of success buried in each, and new life will sprout within me. So that's one of the biggest things that we get from the greatest salesman in the world and why it's so applicable to anything. Because if you want to be have better health, like I made the decision in my mid-30s to be a runner. It's the best health decision I've ever made, you know, other than drinking water, eating clean, the obvious things. And so you have to make that decision to begin a new life, to change habits, to change your thoughts. And so that's the scroll marked one. The scroll marked two is 
I will greet this day with love in my heart. And Paul mentioned that it goes deep into, you know, just how we can love more, love better, love bigger. And it's just a powerful chapter. If we had two hours, I would just sit here and read it to you and enjoy every, I, I love reading this book, but the scroll Mark three, and I won't go into the, the rest of the scrolls. There's 10 powerful scrolls that can help you shift your thinking, shift your thought patterns and start to change the, the trajectory of your life. But the scroll Mark three, I will persist until I succeed. In the Orient, young bulls are tested for the fight arena in a certain manner. Each is brought to the ring and allowed to attack a picador who pricks them with a lance. The bravery of each bull is then rated with care according to the number of times he demonstrates his willingness to charge in spite of the sting of the blade. Henceforth, will I recognize that each day I am tested by life in a like manner. If I persist, if I continue to try, if I continue to charge forward, I will succeed. I will persist until I succeed. And then it goes on to say, I, will, I was not delivered into this world in defeat, nor does failure course in my veins, and on and on and on. Man, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not. I will persist until, until I succeed. I am nature's greatest miracle. That's scroll mark four. I will live this day as if it, it is my last. And so I encourage you to dive into the greatest salesman in the world. Jude, what, what did you think about it? Do you have any thoughts before I well, keep going you know, on? I, I, well, I love talking you, about this book, man. Uh, so, so jump in here before I keep going. Yeah, well, we hear, <laughs> we hear your passion for this, Nate. And, and I must say, you know, as a young woman, I read this book long, a long time ago. And I, I mentioned to Paul, I, I had met Augment, you know, just, I was just, I wasn't even a professional speaker yet, but I was just look, thinking about it. And so I, I had the opportunity to hear him speak. It was towards the end of his career. I think he passed the following year or maybe that same year. So it was just barely getting into this. And, and, and I did bring by the book, I read it. And, and I remember, you know, that it was like an awakening, but then again, I don't remember it as well as I would like to remember it now. So I am going to order this book again. I'm sure I have it somewhere, but uh, in, in my bookshelf, but I'm going to order it again. Because I, I love the fact that when Paul was talking about habit, and you know we talked about this with Kobe, we we work so much on habit. We start out about habit. I mean that's one of our, our first processes that we work on, and and then every time I get together with my, uh, I just had a celebration at Christmas time with our charter members, and they said, oh Jude, you know you're just so big on habits, and I went, I am big on habits. Uh, so so because that that really that that self awareness. But I loved Paul's take on this for the self-awareness in a positive way, uh, celebrating that we become aware of something that we want to uh, change about ourselves, and, and I mentioned Charles Duhick, uh, Nate, because I interviewed him, The Power of Habits, and there's another book that we that we have, Atomic Habits, that, that's another great book. I haven't ordered the book yet. I've heard about Tiny Habits, but what I like what Paul is doing, and, and Charles Duhick did this as well, a lot of scientific re uh, research behind it, and, and I love what he said, and, and, and I, I would like to hear anybody else's thoughts on this, too, is that, um, that, that people who, you know, we all try to do so much, and then we end up doing nothing. And, and I like what he said about this, the small changes that can make such a, a big, you know, a small shift can make such a huge difference in our lives. And I think that's why, you know, right now, this month of January, people, you know, pros and cons about, about New Year's resolutions. They've worked for me. I've made some monumental uh, changes because of a New Year's resolution. 
But the main thing, and they don't all work, but but some of them do. But I think the main reason is we don't know what's behind it, and we don't know what 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 the, the I want to say brain power, but what the the mind has to do with it before we can actually make these changes. And and Charles Duhigg, I started to say, he talks a lot about the reward. You know, what what is it that this changing this habit? Uh, will do for you what is it that this shift is going what is the reward and i think we often don't think about this and i think that's why resolutions go by the wayside is that we have so many you know we, we just make a list really as opposed to what's behind it and and how we're going to do it and what we need to do internally to make those shifts so i, I thought this was a great interview and i am going to uh, as i said get this book and i would encourage everyone if you haven't read it it's a treat to yourself but I had no idea that uh, I hadn't met Paul before, as I said. So uh, thank you for introducing us to him. Yeah, I love talking to Paul. And we used to, we, we uh, back in the social media show days on Mondays, we would dive into a different chapter. And you could have a whole one, two, four hours just on each chapter, each, each scroll, I should say. The cool thing about this book is you can read a scroll in just a few minutes. Some of them are just three or four pages, some of them five or six pages. But then you can, I mean, you could talk about that scroll for, for hours. But uh, guys, if you just joined the room, I see my buddy Tom Challenge just joined the room. Kelsey jumped in during the interview. We were talking to Paul Blanchard, the steward for the Ogmandino organization. He's, uh, you know, just like myself, the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, uh, has impacted his life, his business, his trajectory, the way he thinks. And uh, so I'm sitting here talking to you. You're listening to Live with Jude and Nate. Each Wednesday morning, we're going to be bringing on a different thought leader, entrepreneur, business owner, somebody who is a world changer, m making things happen and uh, having an impact on the world. And we're just going to have a conversation, uh, whether you call it an interview or a conversation. But uh, Jude Jernan and I are going to be uh, working together to uh, to schedule these interviews. And so uh, um you know, this has been a, a, a powerful set. We only have a few minutes. We only have about 12 minutes. We have to shut the room down by 52 after so that the saving, uh, we won't lose the replay. But if you have thoughts that you want to add to this conversation that we just had with Paul Blanchard about the greatest salesman in the world, about changing your habits, about changing your thoughts, just about this conversation, Jude, look, uh, look for Mike flashes. I'm looking if you want to jump in here, guys. Tom Challenge, jump in here, my friend. Good hey, man, morning. good to see you in here. It's so many amazing, amazing humans. Uh, yeah, so good morning. Tom, my beautiful bride here. And um, the thing that I'll say about habits is, and this is this has taken me so many years of my life. I wish it, I wish it didn't take so long. But we make agreements before we're eight years old with certain habits, obviously that it's like being programmed from our parents and we, and our, in our mom. And I'm thinking as a Christian, I've broken that I've forgiven. I'm not my dad. I am not my mom. I've become infinitely more successful in so many different areas, I have a stable marriage, you know, raised four daughters, have a, have a really strong business, but it's amazing when you really look at certain, the traits that you've, you've had, you know, growing up, you have a lot of blind spots and a lot of things. And what's really been kind of a blessing that God's been revealing and, and going through a, a really hardcore leadership is just learning how to really get feedback. So in my marriage, do I really have a strong marriage or am I still being critical with my wife? Do I really good with my finances or do I need to find someone like David Spizak, someone who's like makes me very uncomfortable to get feedback, to look into my business, social media, getting a coach. So a lot of us think we're doing good in life because we're not getting feedback, right? So we're stuck at our own 
blind spots we're stuck at our own thoughts we're stuck in our own whatever that may be so this has kind of been the year of butt puckering <laughs> getting mentors and i'm telling you it's been literally probably the hardest year of my life and humbling to see so many areas of my life and i'm still seeking that out so anyways if you're a friend of mine dm me and say yeah time you still suck at this dumb skin but yeah so that's that's kind of what we've been doing to, to break old habits that we don't even know that you don't even know that you accumulate it just becomes part of you but it's not true those some of those lies that you've been carrying and when, when those are broken off it's amazing how clear you think and how big you think when you break some of those old old habits that you have so it's tom my beautiful bride and thanks brother good to see you out here tom hey, thanks tom, man it's jude yeah jump okay. in there jude yeah i was just gonna say you know um that robert burns quote uh oh the gift we give ourselves to see ourselves as others see us and i i like that a lot we use it a lot in our coaching but also back to what paul just said you know, it's that it's that those celebrating those shifts that you've made, because I don't know that much about your past, but you said how many how, how far you've come. And I think sometimes and, and I just got called out on this, by the way, in a, in a mentor group that I'm in that that at leading in. And, and I was talking about all the things I needed to be doing and what my, on my plate this year and this and this and this. And and one of the people spoke up and she said, you know, Jude, she said, I just look back what you've done this last year. And she said, I don't know that you've done that. And I thought, wow, you know, that was a real, yeah, we, we sometimes forget to celebrate those, as Paul would say, small shifts. And I do want to just mention one thing, Nate, and then and then uh, please come back because I wanted to mention something about uh, discipline and, and we didn't have time to go into this with Paul, but discipline and habits. And some people think, well, we're as disciplined as we're ever going to be. I don't really agree with that. I think that we can still keep learning. Otherwise, what's the point? And, and I remember, and I'm reminded of this with Kobe Bryant, when Kobe Bryant, the most iconic, one of the most iconic basketball players in the history of the sport, when he retired from the Lakers, a reporter asked him during the interview, and she said, she said, I understand that you're going to work out tomorrow. And Kobe said, well, yes, I am. I'm going to maintain the same discipline I had as a player because I've seen what happens when you don't. So I think knowing what you want and then how you're going to get there and then the discipline to do what it takes to get there is a big part of it. What's your thought, Nate? Sorry, I was sharing, I was sharing the clip, Jude. That was powerful, that quote. And uh, every time I hear you mention Kobe Bryant, and uh, I know what you do over at Kobe, the collaboration of brilliant entrepreneurs, and so it's uh, it, it's fun how you you bring that quote up, and uh, you know you're able to uh, to take those principles and work with entrepreneurs and help them, uh, you know, create better strategies, better plans, better ideas for their business. And uh, uh, thanks for adding that, Tom, about habits. I always pick up nuggets from you, and even when you're just you barely just woke up, you rolled over and you jumped into Clubhouse and you came in and jumped in and participated with us. So appreciate you, man. You can Wait, go watch. How did you tell? How did you tell, brother? <laughs> hey, hey, Nate. You know we are yeah. going to open up the, the Kobe Club here. You mentioned, and I just want to say to everybody, it is collaboration, not not with a K, like like Kobe. Yeah. And uh, we we are going to open up the um, uh, Kobe Club here, and it will be all about entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, season entrepreneurs, because I so believe in collaboration. Hence the name. But you know, when we, we were getting this name Kobe, we liked it because of what it stood for. Uh, and, and so we had it trademarked and I talked to my trademark attorney and at the time Kobe was, was with us. And, and I said, you know, I said, I wanna make sure that there's no conflict there. And so we, we had it trademarked. 
And, and then I said, there's not a, a basketball in sight on this logo, and uh, nor could I ever play basketball. And then my attorney said, well, he said, I'm friends with um, Kobe's trademark attorney. So he said, I don't think we're going to have any problems here. But um, so many people say, oh, Kobe. And I say, well, it's with the C. But yes, you know, I admire Kobe so much um, and, and so many players. I mean, Kobe was, was certainly outstanding. And, but, but I do feel that the discipline and habits that we have can make or break our lives. And I loved what Paul had to say and the research behind it, by the way. So that was great. Thanks. Yeah. If any of you missed this uh, interview, it was a short 30 minute interview, but the replay will be available on our profiles as well as the breakfast with champions club. If you're not following that club, tap that little greenhouse, follow that club. You can find out everything that's going on with breakfast with champions over at breakfastwithchampions.live as well as look for the podcast, you know, on all platforms, the breakfast with champions podcast. So stay tuned in at Instagram. It's at Breakfast with Champions Club. So just look for all things Breakfast with Champions. So it starts with tapping that little greenhouse. But, Jude, here's what I want to do because we only have a few minutes. I think we have about six minutes. We've got to shut, shut the room down by eight till. And I want to give a, a special invitation. And then I'm going to let Jude kind of, uh, since we really didn't get a chance, I'm going to let Jude finish the last few minutes by just reintroducing herself and kind of telling you guys what she's doing and, and uh, what you have, what, what you can have to look forward to each Wednesday morning as we bring interview guests in here. But Paul was talking about how we can change our lives through one action. A single action can transform your life. Um, changing our thoughts will transform our lives. But how do we change our thoughts? It can start by taking one action, whatever, just doing more than you did yesterday. Whether it's a physical challenge, a business challenge, you want to, you know, you want to uh, reach out to more prospects today. You want to have more conversations. You want to do two Facebook lives instead of one. Whatever the thing is that's in front of you that you know you need to do right now, doing more today, taking that one action so that you can start to create a transformation, create change in your personal life, in your business life, and in the lives of your relationships. And so what I did is I, I want to extend an invitation. I created something called the challenge100.club. And what this is, is this is a place where we encourage you to take that action. Like I did in my mid thirties, when I made the decision to just run, I'll say this, I've said it before. Some people say, well, Nate, I'm not a runner. And I'll say this, we're all runners but some people choose not to run. But now let me be clear. This isn't about being a runner. You might, you, you might, Nate, I got a bad knee. I can't run. Maybe you're not physically capable of running. What this challenge 100.club is all about is about you taking an action that you know in your gut that you need to take to become more. It might be doing it. We have people in there doing a video marketing challenge or doing one video a day uh, that, that just is related to their business or whatever their goals are. It might be a physical challenge. Maybe you just need to walk around the block. And if you walked a block yesterday, maybe today you need to commit, go all in on walking two blocks. Maybe you ate a little funky yesterday, the last two or three days. And so today you're going to eat clean just today, today. You can quit tomorrow and go back to that lifestyle tomorrow, but just today, you're going to eat clean. You're going to drink more water. Whatever the challenge is for you, that's what this group is all about. Because just like Paul Blanchard said, to change our habits, it's about making one decision right now to take one step, to make, to take one, to make one change, to take one single action that can transform our life. So I created this club, challenge100.club, where we can uh, hold ourselves accountable. Physical challenges, running challenges, workout challenges, mindset challenges, whatever your all-in moment is. You determine what your all-in moment is today. Your moment is different than mine. 
You might not be able to run today. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you're not physically capable. You might have a challenge to do a video today that can move the needle in the minds, in the audience of whoever's in front of you when you go live on Facebook or Instagram or Clubhouse. Maybe you need to start a Clubhouse room. Maybe you need to reach out to those people that's been tugging at your heart and get that room started on a certain subject. So that's why we created the challenge100.club. I wanna invite you to come in there, introduce yourselves and challenge yourself to go all in on your all in moment, what your all in moment is and you create, we gave you a guideline inside the, the free group where you can create your own all in moment and create a challenge so that you can take your life to the next level. So with that said, Jude, I'm gonna let you for the next two, three, two minutes, uh, reintroduce yourself, tell us what you're doing and what we can look forward to each Wednesday morning here in uh, the Breakfast with Champions room. Well, first of all, Nate, congratulations to you because we've been watching you. I have on your Instagram is have you all your followers. So about what you've been doing and, and the, this bod, this how buffed you're becoming and uh, what you're doing internally and externally. So congratulations. And and yes, I mentioned the Kobe Club. We got the Kobe Club here on Clubhouse. I haven't opened it yet. I've been encouraged to do it. We're doing an awful lot of work with entrepreneurs. We're going to be launching for the first time Kobe Online. It's, it's from our master Kobe list. We just celebrated our five years in October and all of our charter members renewed for the ne this next year. We're coming up, a program's coming up in a couple couple of weeks. That's in person, but the Kobe Online is for solo entrepreneurs and people who really want the, the same benefits of what large corporations have in terms of processes. We talk a lot about habit and, and awareness and keeping, keep staying on target with goals and discipline and delegation and and, and all, the, all the areas that will make us all better entrepreneurs and grow our businesses, move the needle this year. And, and coming up on our show here, we're going to be bringing people that, as Nate said, thought leaders, we want authors, and we've got some media people coming in. Some people's names you will know, other people's you may not know, but you will be so glad that you have met them because of the difference they're making in the world. And I know we've got a countdown here, Nate, so I hope you're keeping tabs on it. Let us know when you say it is time to say goodbye. I do want to thank everyone who joined us today. Come back next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. East Coast Time. And, and then I know, Nate, you've got the social media show coming up. But it's so great to be with you on Breakfast with Champions and, and be with us every week. That's it. Yep. We're going to wrap this room up, guys. We're going to invite you to jump over into we're doing social audio today. How to rock. I forget what I titled the room, how to rock social audio in 2022, how to use social audio rooms like clubhouse to move the needle in your business, to get more results, to become more. So jump over in the social media show. That room is already live over there right now. I'm going to end this room, but before I do guys, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let's go out and rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, don't forget to follow the breakfast with champions club. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.